0: Hi, welcome back to the Unsolicited Advice Podcast. This is episode four. I hope you guys enjoy.
1: Okay. Uh, This week, we are talking about why has life become so Mm. (laughs) fast-paced?
0: Good question. What you got?
1: Uh, I think we live in a very, I want it now, I'll get it now type of world. Um, and I'm not saying that's all bad, but I think the rate at which we consume anything and everything can kind of be detrimental to, you know, us.
0: 100%. Um,
1: cause if you think about it, when somebody asks you, okay, when somebody asks you, how are you doing? What's your first response? Good. Okay. Yours is good. <laughs> okay.
0: Or I'm busy.
1: It. Yep. There it is. There it is. That's that's, that's more of what I hear. It's like, ah, you know, I've just been busy. Yeah. Not even good. Just Not busy. Busy. But, you know, you the outlier, so you say good.
0: Uh, no, that's just because I don't be telling people my business. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm busy. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> yeah, I just, I think... I want to kind of harp in on the point that you just said about like the rate at which we take in information now. Yeah. So I deleted TikTok some months ago now. Mm -hmm. But before I deleted TikTok, I remember seeing this girl talk about how she literally had to force herself to sit down and like watch a movie. Yeah. Without picking up her phone and how difficult it was, and she went all into this spiel just about like how she felt like because like with TikTok you just like literally keep scrolling and like just instant mm-hmm. our, like I don't know that our brain was created to take in information at that rate and then to expect information to continue at that rate yeah to the point that like you can't even even look at another form of media like a movie
2: mm-hmm. for
0: two and a half hours and not touch your phone. Like, I know so many times I have been, like, watching something, Mm. legitimately wanted to watch it, missed a scene because I was on my phone. (laughs) And I was like, this is embarrassing for me. Yeah, You know what I mean? I know that's a really small example, but I think you are on to something with that rate of which we take in information. You have Mm. to be – that makes life more fast-paced than what I think it actually is.
1: You say it's a small example, but I I think it's a – great example that can just be applied to like bigger life issues true you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. just our ability or actually inability to be present and focus on the task at hand rather than thinking Ooh, what's next what's next what's next what's next
0: exactly um, that's so it's tough and it also I've found can make the world feel a lot smaller than what it is mm-hmm. because you'll be like just to go back to the TikTok example, you'll be on one side of TikTok. Somebody else will say something and be like, "Oh, have you seen this?" And you'll be like, "That literally doesn't exist." Yeah, everybody is doing this thing that I'm seeing on this side of TikTok, right. and you will legitimately, legitimately begin to think that like the world is encased into just the information that you're taking in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. And yeah, this it's especially, hard. it's really bad on Twitter too. Are you on Twitter?
0: No, I've never been on Twitter. <laughs> And it's for the greater good, Manny, because you know I will spew off at the mount. <laughs>
1: <Okay>. <laughs> Twitter is insane. Really? Insane.
0: Oh, man. Um, are you on
1: Twitter? Huh? Are you on Twitter? I'm only on Twitter for the laughs. People are okay. hilarious. Okay. People are hilarious.
0: It's the free entertainment.
1: Literally free entertainment. Nothing is taken seriously on Twitter.
0: I feel you. Outside, um, like... Social media, what do you think, like what else, what other contributing factors do you think makes life so fast paced?
1: I feel like it starts with technology and social media. So a lot of times technology and social media, back to our original point, allows us to see a lot of information at one time. And so I think that leads to um, impatience. Uh, like I said earlier, we don't want to wait for anything anymore. Um, like the movie thing, another small example can be um, we expect our Amazon orders to be here. We expect our food to be here, we it, put clothes in the washer and dryer, expect them to be done quick, fast, and in a hurry. Um, but, like I was saying, you can take those little examples and apply it to bigger things such as applying to a school, waiting to hear back from them, um, applying to a job, waiting to hear back from them. And so I think all of that then contributes to
0: stress. So you think a busy lifestyle always equals a stressful?
1: No, not necessarily. I don't think the problem is being busy. I think the problem is not prioritizing and organizing our, quote unquote, busyness.
0: I 100% agree. That takes me back to the example that like our pastor always gives of how to prioritize your life. He'll put, I'm going to try to explain this, where he will take a huge like bucket of some sort that's glass so we can all see it, fill it with sand and say like, this is all the stuff that'll fill your life. So like social media, you know, just the things that can busy you, right? And then your priorities are like your family, your faith, your beliefs, your morals, your friends, like relationships that fill you. And the rocks will not fit on top of the sand, but then he'll pour it all out. And put the rocks in first and then put the sand in with it and all of it fits. And this whole point in that is when you have your priorities in order, then when the busyness comes, you're still solid and the priorities that you set are what's holding you. That makes sense. That went right at the end, but you get what I'm saying.
1: Yeah. Nah, for sure. It's all about the foundation.
0: 100%. I kind of want to harp in on something that you said earlier. Mm-hmm. You talked about like the instant gratification. Yeah world that we live in and like how we just expect things to happen like that which i do think we can trace back to social media for sure because you see people's highlight reel and you just see like where they ended up but not how they got there or how long it took them to get there right and i think even myself i found myself to be caught up in that because you just like It's like social media will almost make you dumb for a minute and you'll think that this person has always been like that Mm -hmm. without thinking about the fact that like they were a teenager and they made dumb mistakes too. You know what I mean? Exactly. Which I think definitely can add to stress when you begin to compare yourself to people or compare your pace to someone else's pace. Mm. And it can just like add to the busyness and you start running around doing a million things that really are not necessary you should have just kept going at your own pace.
1: Exactly. Everybody has their own race. But people try to keep up with other people. And I don't want to make it seem like like we're just down in social media like <laughs> like it's the root of all evil. I just think how it's used can be very detrimental. Like personally, we have to have control over ourselves to not let it get to that point yep. um but I don't know I think another thing is if you're like me <laughs> just the way that I'm like wired my mind is just constantly thinking about something new or the next big thing and um not even saying that that's a bad thing but not being able to take control of like really your thoughts and slow stuff down mm-hmm And just go like day by day,
0: moment by moment.
1: Moment by moment. Yeah. Just being more present, which is something that I have really struggled with, like throughout my entire life. Like I've always thought 20 steps ahead. Yeah. Like I said, which is not always a bad thing, but done the wrong, done everything healthy can be done unhealthy too. So it's like if I don't hone that in and make it healthy, then it's being unhealthy.
0: It turned into a whole thing. Yeah. That's crazy. And that's where like kids are so good at that. They're so good at just like living in a moment. Yeah. And I think about like when I was younger, I was like, how did I do that? Mm-hmm. Like, how did I stay so present? What was that? But um, question for you. Okay. I personally did not get social media until I was a senior in high school. Mm-hmm. So I was a little late to the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Prior to that, I wasn't on Instagram and I thought I was missing something. Mm-hmm. But what would you tell someone that say there, I doubt that anybody in this day and age is still doing that, not having social media until they're senior in high school, but mm-hmm. let's say there is. Or you could go back to yourself before you had social media. What would you tell you about it now, knowing what you know now, then?
1: um, Just be careful with it, you know? Because you can really... You can talk to anybody. You can see any type of news. You can be fed any type of information. Just be careful, you know, what you're taking in. Be careful about how much you're taking in, um, how much time you're spending on there. And just, like, take time to detach. Because yep. I think the problem is, the problem isn't, like, social media, like I said before. Yep. It's the fact that people think that social media is real in real life is
2: (laughs) fake.
0: (laughs) Not
1: happening. Right. Like just check this out. Like the how many how many people do you actually know who can like carry a conversation outside of like texting? Yeah. Like I think that is what's being affected. Like our ability to actually communicate with each other. Yeah. So I would just I would just tell people to just be careful of how much you take in. Yeah. What about you?
0: I would say it will go better for you if you look at social media as a tool,
2: mm-hmm.
0: not a playground. Yeah, because I think I think a lot of people like when you first hop on social media, it's like a lot of fun. And I think it started that way. Yeah, but I think now social media has become more of a business and it's a machine. Mm hmm. Probably always was this way, but we treat it now more like a business and a machine. Yeah. And so I think if you go into the mindset of social media is a tool like anything else, but not necessarily something that like I should throw my heart into Mm -hmm. or that I should relax into, like you would something like super fun for you, like going to the movies. Yeah. Then I think my headspace would have been going, would have been better going into it. Mm -hmm. But you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. (laughs) <laughs> but um okay i feel like i'm asking a lot of questions but i just have another question
2: okay no I keep
0: it coming. so for the people that don't know now you're gonna know manny is the work-life balance okay
2: extraordinary
0: one thing about manny he is gonna have some work-life balance <laughs> <laughs> how do you feel like that has like helped you in not making life so fast paced. Cause I do think outside of social media altogether, mm-hmm. that a lack of work life balance can definitely attribute to just being super stressed and feeling like life is moving 50 miles an hour. Yeah. So how do you feel like that has helped you?
1: Um, okay. So let me take you back. Uh, this is kind of pre before, you know, you knew me. Uh, uh-huh. uh, there was a point in my life where I was doing a lot I was in a lot of different areas. I had to be I had to be in a lot of different buckets and I got physically, emotionally, mentally and spiritually burnt and drained.
2: Mm.
1: Burnt out and drained. Like I but to the outside, you know, you know, I would still show up, smile on my face. Mm-hmm. But it was a really rough season of life. And so after that season, moving into The next season of my life, I just took control. I was like, okay, I'm not going to allow that to happen to Manny again. Manny has to do things that Manny likes so he can be the person that he is to other people. Okay. So work-life balance has helped me in the sense of I'm not prioritizing um, being stressed over being
2: healthy. Okay.
1: Like I'm, I'm not putting work above my mental health anymore. Yeah. I found a really sweet spot where I can operate and be diligent and be focused and get things done while also taking care of myself, taking care of my body, doing the things I need to do so I can be that, you know, on time, on target person. Yeah. So I, it is vital. And the quicker you can... Adapt it the quicker, you know, the happier you'll be earlier on.
0: 100%.
1: So, yeah, all that to say, it wasn't always like that.
0: (laughs) Something you grew into. Huh? Something you grew into.
1: Yeah, exactly. I didn't, (laughs) it wasn't always, (laughs) it wasn't always work life.
0: But yeah, I feel like for somebody who's a worker bee like myself, work life balance can sound really counterintuitive. Cause you're like, oh, like if I'm out here resting, then I'm not doing what I need to be doing. But I would venture to argue there have been studies done. Don't ask me to pull up the numbers. Do your own research, okay? There have been studies done though that you are more effective when you have proper rest and when you have, like, when you have taken time to fill yourself and then you come into your job, okay? It's why companies like Google operate the way that they do. Companies like HP operate the way that they do. Look, in how, look into how they operate their companies and how they require their employees to take a level of rest, take a, a mental break. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's really interesting, actually, to do some research on if you're interested. But um, yeah, so just to any worker bees out there, it may sound counterintuitive, but trust me, you will be more effective at the work that you actually do when you take time to rest. And to that point, sorry, second thing, throwback to our, I think it was our second episode about school where we talked a little bit about discipline. Work-life balance takes discipline. It takes planning to, and it takes prioritizing what you need to get done so that you can rest and maximizing both of those blocks of time, maximizing when you work and maximizing when you rest. That takes discipline. So it's a lot of practices that will be put into place, but it is worth it, as Manny previously explained.
1: Yeah. So um, with that being said, do you have three to five practical steps that Erica takes in order to slow down in a fast-paced world?
0: This should come to no surprise. This should come as no surprise to anyone that's been listening to this episode. Delete social media. Take breaks. (laughs) Get rid of it. For like a day. An hour. A week. Whatever you need, take some time just to detach and look up at what is actually happening in your world. Things that you can actually control. You know what I'm saying? Just take that time, and I'm telling you, get rid of Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, whatever. They probably got something new by now. Whatever is happening, take a take a beat, and I promise you, you will feel you'll feel it. Maybe like the first couple of minutes or however long you do this, let's say you do it for a week. Maybe the first day you'll feel a little empty. You'll keep going to that spot on your phone, right, where the app is. But I'm telling you, by day like two or three, you'll be like, I feel a little bit lighter. Like I feel better. And you'll begin to crave those breaks. So just take a beat from social media. That'd be my first one.
1: My first one would be recognize that rushing is like a habitual mindset. Um, Rushing is the exact opposite of like being healthy and well-being. I think one of the biggest things to try and start slowing down is acknowledging that you're moving too fast in the first place. So, and sometimes, well, a lot of times, your body will let you know that. So I think the first like practical thing to do is like just acknowledge that, okay, maybe I have a lot on my plate, And I'm not prioritizing. So I need to get some things in order. That would be my first step.
0: That's good. Mm -hmm. Um, My second one, kind of take, take whatever will work for you. Either journal, which I would recommend, or write a letter to a friend. I personally am not the biggest journaler. It's just kind of strange for me. I'm working on it. But I do love to communicate with people clearly. So one way that I've found to slow down my world is like to slow down my communication. Like, what would it look like if you actually sat down and wrote a letter to someone? You know what I'm saying? And like just the time that it would take for it to get there to them and come back to you. It sounds strange. It has helped me. If you're not a big letter writing person, journaling, taking time instead of like documenting through pictures on an Instagram story or whatever, what happened throughout your day, taking the time to write it. It takes patience and it takes like thoughtfulness. Like, what did I actually do today? And, you know, also, you know, people talk about gratitude journaling as well. Write down what you're grateful for. If you're in like a really fast pace, and sometimes that can turn into a bit of a negative mindset to think about what good is happening in your life, what good is in the present moment, just will really help you, like really center you and really slow you down and make you like think. At a normal pace. Yeah,
1: that's good. Um, my second one is kind of the same. I feel like I've got the oh. same notes. Uh, <laughs> but no, it's um, intentionally slowing down. So doing something in your week that re-energizes you rather than drains you. And <clears throat> um, earlier this year, I had this thing called like Wind Down Wednesday. Where I would kind of it was in the middle of the week so I would do something that I like to do. So I would go to a coffee shop and read a book or I would uh just come home, cook and watch a movie or I would listen to a podcast or journal like you said, just doing things that I personally like doing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so in this current season that has switched to Take a break Tuesday. So
2: <laughs> okay. now
1: Tuesday is the day where I just calm down and do something that I like to, like you said, whether it's journaling, letter reading, whatever. And it doesn't it doesn't have to be any of those things. It's just literally anything that you like to do.
0: Yeah, that's good. Um, my third one would definitely be to take a walk. And I say take a walk specifically because I personally do orange theory. And I feel like this applies really to a lot of different workouts. Like you're running around a gym with like a chicken with your head cut off. You know what I'm saying? It's very fast paced. But taking a walk, there's something about it. You know, the hot girl walks. It's not just a trend. It actually works. I'm just saying. And it's gender neutral. Take a hot guy walk. I don't know. That's your business. But (laughs) Go on a walk, and if you can, if you can go on a walk without your headphones, I'll be listening to nothing. Just go on a walk, you yourself and your thoughts, which can be scary at first. You'll get used to it, and your brain will thank you. That's good.
1: Uh, my third one would be know when to do less and say no. <laughs> <laughs> coming for everybody's neck. <laughs> There is nothing worse than having a schedule having to be a lot of places and then saying yes to something else that you know you don't have time to do <laughs> but you're gonna push yourself and get it done I'm talking to me I'm talking to myself so <laughs> knowing when to say no and it's not it's not gonna hurt people's feelings just let them know I can't. Or just telling them straight up, no, like I can't. Because for me, it's more so out of you're not going to get my best if I'm not fully there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So rather than half doing it, I just can't do it this time.
0: Yeah. And let me set somebody free right now. People understand more than you think. Yeah. Give people a little bit more credit. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of just assuming like, oh, they're going to think that like I just hate them or this, that, and the third if people a little bit, people understand, especially in this day and age, people understand more than what you think. Yeah. Very true. Sorry,
1: I just, I had a uh, coffee with a really good friend before this recording and we rescheduled twice. Like I rescheduled on him twice mm-hmm. like, <laughs> the prior weeks and he completely understood.
0: Yeah.
2: So yeah, like she said, people. We've had
0: to people. do that with this podcast. <laughs> <I'm> like, <"Hey." laughs> <Put your> back. <laughs> Not that we don't love y'all. Right. <laughs> it just happens.
2: It happens.
0: Yeah. Anyway, um, let me see. Another one that I can definitely think of that has just helped me in this past season that I've had to really learn. Go to sleep. Mm. Seriously. Yeah. Get your good eight hours.
1: Without without the phone in the bed.
0: Right. Go <laughs> to sleep at a reasonable hour. Okay. Because I also feel like, I think, I for me, a lot of my discipline can stem from, okay, I need to get in bed at this time so that I can be up at work. I don't know why every job for a mechanical engineer in an industrial field has you getting up at the literal crack of dawn.
2: Crack of dawn.
0: Seriously, you can ask any of my friends yeah. the hours that sometimes I've had to hold. But anyway... Being like, I have to go to bed at this time so that I can be somewhere at this point. Will, I'm telling you, if you're having a hard time with discipline and holding yourself accountable to any sort of a schedule, start with your sleep schedule. Start there with like, I'm going to get a good eight hours. So at nine o'clock, can't talk to you anymore. I'm getting ready for bed. I got to go. You know what I'm saying? If it's past 9 p.m., I can't be there, okay? I'm going to sleep so I can get up so that then I can be effective for the rest of my day. And that's just like good for your mental. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was off the cuff. Yeah. You could probably tell. But no, I
1: love it. Love it. I literally
0: have in my calendar at ten o'clock. Put your phone down. Wait, I can't hear you.
1: I said I literally have in my calendar at ten o'clock to put put your phone down. Mm-hmm.
0: And Apple has made it so easy for us. Now we have this lovely sleep <laughs> moment. Come on.
1: So yeah, and one thing that I am currently working on, and I just wanted to add it in here, is developing a healthy relationship with time. Realizing that time isn't the enemy. You are in control of your schedule and not vice versa. Like you say, if you go to bed at a good time, you can wake up earlier, get more things done. Have quiet time in the day before all the you know noise and coworkers and
0: school classes. That's another good one that can help slow down life. Take some quiet time in the morning. I know you can do quiet time at any time and some people prefer to do it at night, but take a moment in the morning before the busyness of the day starts just to ground yourself.
1: It's something different
0: about the morning quiet time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's all I got. That's good stuff. Good stuff.
1: Thank you for listening to episode four of the Unsolicited Advice Podcast. We appreciate your support.